Hi, my name is Tracy G and I'm an inner work coach, NLP trainer and podcaster extraordinaire. Passionate about equality and a world that is more diverse and inclusive, giving each and every one of us the opportunity to be the best version of ourselves. As a biracial woman, I've experienced my fair share of discrimination in the past and come out on top. We all know that discrimination and bias still exists in the world today, and it's not always easy to know what to do about it. This podcast, All One Inclusive, is about celebrating all diversity and being proud of all that you are. I chat with inspiring guests and my friends as we share stories from news sources and listeners from all over the world who have experienced some form of discrimination firsthand. The aim is for us to be able to discuss this issue more openly so it becomes better understood by all and provide tips about what you can do to make a difference. The world may have a lot of catching up to do, but if we can imagine a more equal world, we can create change step by step, ripple by ripple. Hey, happy hump day. (laughs) Well, it's not really hump day, but... Happy hump day to whoever's listening. And um, yes, how are you? How have you been? Because you look very tired, I have to say. <laughs> yes, I'm um, running on fumes, as they say. I've only had a few hours of sleep. So, You're just such yeah. a party animal. That's what it is. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, my gosh. I did have my um, work Christmas party on Friday. Oh, yeah. Um, very early in November. Um you know availability of people and whatnot so mm. um, yes it was fun and did... I went to Christmas Bay yesterday so oh nice where did you have your Christmas party just at one of the doctor's places oh yeah nice yeah. Fun. It, was, it was really fun um there was karaoke and stuff and people were drunk enough to use it so oh, it was... oh you don't really drink so you didn't do karaoke I did one song, oh, yeah. but you know there was a few of us that um, okay. Jackson beat it. Safety so. numbers, kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. You didn't have to go up by yourself, so it worked okay. out. Just so. Um, what did you sing? Michael Jackson beat it. Beat it. <laughs> just very beat random. it. Yes, just beat it's it. A bit, exactly. It's very um, random. One of the other guys chose it, so yes, it was. Um, that oh, could be funny. I wish I, I wish I was a fly on the wall to see you singing "Beat It" by Michael Jackson. Um, um, I'm glad other people had the night because mm. truly embarrassing. But oh. um, anyway, how are you? Good. Yeah. Um, I'm coach assisting this weekend, so mm. I'm busy with that. What have I done since I spoke to you? I don't know. I can't think. My brain. <laughs> Like, what have I did? What did I do? Mm. I remember going to Manly. Did I talk about that? I went to Manly for a while. That was nice. Oh, no. Yeah, that no, that was last weekend. Mm. It's really, really nice. It's going to be a really hot day today. Oh, really? Yeah, like really hot. Like I went and got coffee just before mm-hmm. this and it was 21 degrees already. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, yesterday was beautiful. It was actually on the cooler side yesterday. Mm. Um, so it worked. And you know, when you're on the ferry, it's always cold. So you got the ferry to Watson's Bay. Did you have fish and chips? 
Yes, uh, we didn't have fish and chips because we did the walk. And then by the time the walk was finished, I was very cold. And so I was like, can we go into the city and get some ramen? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we did. Went into the city and got some ramen. So Okay. Yes. Um, good ramen. Good ramen. We went to Ichiban. So oh, yeah. Very nice. Ramen. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, that's good. I guess let's... Uh... Let's yes. say you've got a story for me. Unfortunately, yes. you do. Unfortunately, yes. So this is a story from The Guardian, and the title reads, Leaked audio reveals Queensland police staff in racist conversations, joking about violence to Black people and protesters. So, um, yes, not a pleasant one. To be honest, I would like to be surprised, but I'm not overly Mm. I thought, you know, um, that it would be better by now, but clearly. Um, anyway, so it reads, audio recordings taken in the Brisbane City um, Police Watch House reveals officers joking about beating and burying Black people, uh, referring to Nigerians as jigaboos and uh, raising fears that Australia will be fucking taken over. Sorry, um, I should have said um warnings that it contains offensive language so yeah it's um, a big warning warning contains offensive language yes exactly indeed um, a series of tapes leaked to guardian australia by a whistleblower um records several queensland police officers using racist slurs and offensive language while working in holding cells um, the audio, which they've published now, um, features comments by several watch house officers who are non-policing roles and sworn police. Um, it includes jokes um, about one officer's desire to skull drag protesters, discussions of fears of outbreeding by Muslim migrants, and um, when speaking about African population growth, the comment, um, let's hope Ebola works. The recordings were submitted to the state's Commission of Inquiry into Police Response to Domestic and Family Violence by Watch um, House Officer Steve Marshall. And Steve um, Marshall has given the Guardian consent to publish his name, has worked at Brisbane Watch House for four years and was present during the conversations he recorded. He says some um, conversations were about people of colour held um, at the White House, including one um, black detainee being referred to as a gorilla in the mist. Um, jokes were made by a fellow officer that a female ind Indigenous trained detainee won't give you a fucking blowjob here. Marshall says he is speaking out after being left deeply disturbed by the racist remarks uttered casually in front of staff and in some cases possibly detainees in his workplace. He says um, that he's only complained internally about one of these recordings because he had previously complained about unrelated matters and had exhausted all options over the years to hold his colleagues to account in relation to these um, including lodging internal whistleblower complaints. He says that he felt um, repeated complaints through formal channels were never taken seriously and that he had suffered alleged, alleged reprisals for speaking up 
Marshall told Guardian Australia that he had worked with hundreds of good officers but held serious concerns about the culture of Brisbane City Watch House that allowed some individuals to use violent and racist language. The Queensland Police um, Service has written a response to the Guardian. Um, the Ethical Standards um, Command was conducting inquiries into the matter and would immediately review any previous complaints. The QPS um, values, and this is a quote, uh, culture and diversity, averse language used towards First Nations um, communities completely unacceptable. The QPS encourages any members who witness or experience inappropriate workplace behaviour to immediately come forward and report the matter internally. QPS has implemented new oversight measures as part of the ongoing review into the local um, managerial resolution system and is committed to improving response to inappropriate work behaviour. The QPS recognises the current commission of inquiry into domestic and family, family violence as an opportunity to learn from matters raised while strengthening and improving the organisation. So it goes on to actually transcribe the three um, recordings that they have. And it it is, we're not going to read it out because it's... It's really bad. No point in airing such... Mm you know um complaints but um such horrible language and and things that just if you want to read it then by all means to um log on to the guardian but um there isn't any resolution um it does the article does say that um the police commissioner mm. Ina carroll publicly apologized for those instances and acknowledged an inquiry has been um, there were areas of concern in regards to racism and misogyny, but she did not accept that this was widespread cultural issues out of desire to not tar all those people with the same brush. Many of those seeking re reform to the QPS, including police officers who's, who've contributed to the inquiry, say that the environment where over racism or misogyny occurs casually and unchecked, even if um, perpetrated by a minority demonstrate a, a cultural problem. Final report is due on Monday. So, um, yeah, that was the end of it. And I completely agree with that last statement that even if it's a minority and it was so outspoken and in front of quite a few people and possibly detainees, people don't have fear of saying these things out in the open because they know nothing will be done. Mm. I feel like Police commissioners' words are just, it's the same we've all heard all the time. Areas of concern, but I don't believe it's a cultural issue or widespread, so I don't have to deal with it then, you know. So, um, you know, it's not really a concern. They're just a, one bunch of people that we don't need to worry about, you know, with power. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, when I heard it, I was actually shocked. Hmm. Call me naive, but I was shocked because I felt, I don't know, I know, this, of course I know there's race people in the world, I've experienced it. I just thought that the police had come a long way. I mean, only, and I can only speak from my experience here because I don't, you know, I don't really understand, I don't know what it's like in other countries other than what you hear in the media. Uh, I wouldn't, like, for example, I'd be terrified to live in the US. Exactly. Indeed. But, um, 
yeah, I just, I was really shocked about what the kinds of things they were saying, because to me, it's like, how are you, how are those kind of people getting that kind of job? No, absolutely. Those so, views. And then, yeah. And then, I mean, you mean, there's going to be people that have those views and are very good at not revealing so, that. Mm. Um, but to be able to so casually mm. talk about yeah. people like that, yeah, openly at work, can you even just forget it's the police? Because that, yeah. you know, that's bad. Just imagine in your workplace. Yeah. In your workplace, people talking like that. Yeah, that comment, like, it just, none of it, like, you could do, you really can't do, like, I can't imagine a normal conversation. And it's the same old rhetoric. That's why I'm, like, even more disappointed. It's the same bullshit that we heard, you know, like, 30 years ago or 40 years ago uh, or 80 years ago. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to take over Australia. They're going to, like, convert it. Like, I just, you know, in terms, it's just, like, seriously, really, like... (laughs) Like, how pathetic and uneducated would you have to be to hold these views? I just, I don't know. Well, that's the scary thing. We've got people in positions of power Mm. uh, with those views. Like, really? What is the... Mm. I know. I must say, I wasn't overly surprised about Queensland because that's one of the places I remember the first time... I visited Queensland and I was quite young when I did. It was one of the places where there was just overt racism. Right. Like, you know, we had it in schools a lot, you know, kids and all of that. And you sort of, you know, that's generally. But you didn't get it a lot walking down the street generally. Mm. Um, no, I never really had that here in, in Sydney and stuff when, you know, where I grew up. But um, in Queensland, yes, they, they shouted it from the cars. That's oh, what I really? Remember. Yeah, I don't remember. That's how you remember when yeah, that's your yeah, experience. Yeah, when I was younger, yeah, I remember, like, literally people screaming at us from cars, like, you know, so it was it was just, I remember thinking, oh, I hate this. And obviously I haven't, I've been to Queensland since and it hasn't been that bad. But when I, when I was younger, yes, that's that's what my first trip was like, so... Yeah, and then, and the other thing, I'm just thinking, right? I don't know why, but so what? I I mean, yes, I was really actually really disturbed me, um, because I'm Nigerian, I'm I'm part Nigerian, uh, as well, but it was kind of like shock and disbelief that people think like that, and also what I'm imagine I'm guessing because I don't know how old these people are, but I'm guessing they're like, yes, our age or younger even. Yeah. No. So that disturbs me because it means a generation yeah. after us has yeah. carried on these. Yeah. Well, that's how you really know it's a cultural problem, don't you? Like it's inbred into the system because it's being handed down from officer to officer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, because they feel so confident in in areas. Comfortable. Comfortable. Comfortable yeah. with that, you know, casually talking yeah. like that. And knowing that it will be received without without reprisal, basically, mm. um, you to me you couldn't do that in a normal work in any place. other workplace. You wouldn't be doing that. You couldn't say half the things they've said in here without somebody going, "What are you talking about?" You know, and just going, you know. So the fact that the police can do it, yeah, it doesn't. It's, yeah, it's, that response was a very. Yeah, you're right. 
it's mm-hmm. like yeah exactly that especially yeah from the the minister it was just sort of like oh it's really really well it's not so only a couple and, of people I doubt it's, it's only, only a couple, couple of people because it was only a couple of people that wouldn't dare that. say it out like that so casually yeah and there are three recordings we're not talking about like a two-minute conversation between like genuinely it's a long conversation and three yeah. separate recordings so, so probably um, probably conversations that happen at a higher frequency more regularly absolutely and especially because if they've said it in front of detainees and known that obviously the detainees can't even do anything about it well so you wouldn't but yeah. i mean it's such a shame because it just diminishes the trust and, res- yes. and any kind of respect that you can have. But again, I, I mean, I do agree not to tar everyone with the same brush, mm. for sure. I totally agree with that concept in any context. But there's a problem that they need to address. I don't know if they need to address their hiring practices, for sure. How they, mm. how do they filter that out? Like, I mean, there's already people there. That's a yes. problem. This should not be promoted. Yeah, no. I, mean, I don't even think they should keep their jobs personally. There should definitely be consequences. But if it's an inherent cultural attitude, then they need they need to address it. Yeah. Because how are they going to help the community if they don't even, yeah. you know, like speak like that about members of their community? Like it just... Yeah, exactly. It would be it would be the same to me mm. if if you had a bunch of doctors talking like that. You know, that's how concerning it would be to me. Mm. Like I would never, you would never have. I've never spoken to a doctor or you know who held beliefs like this. But that's how concerning it is because they also have the responsibility to take care of people, everyone who comes to them for help. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's the same with the police. They have a responsibility to take care of everyone in the community. Yeah. Yeah, So how does one do that if, yeah. If there's a prevalent attitude, doesn't matter, even if it's a bloody minority of people, how how do they feel comfortable expressing those views so casually in the Mm -hmm. workplace? That's, that's, That's the big thing, really. Yeah. No matter how disgusting it is. And yeah, so I think I was just really shocked because it scares me. Mm, like yeah. I take I mean I take it personally as well. Like for for me and other and other people of colour. Yeah. That it I takes mean, away I'm, a sense I'm, of safety. Yeah. And I'm just I, I want like I don't people do people still not see realise that Australian you know, like this is a country that the vast majority are immigrants like that's unless you're a first nations person an indigenous person you're an immigrant like it just exactly boggles my mind that it's still a thing i know and immigrants have brought all different religions i don't think it's necessarily catholic it was probably protestant um if anything when when the you know when the brits took over it would have yeah. been anglican or protestant yeah so what about this catholic religion is that except you know all these religions that came in and greek orthodox mm-hmm. and whatever yeah. they've not taken over just had their own and thing to be honest what i find the irony 
think this whole situation is if anybody, if anybody had to complain about immigrants, it would be First Nations people, because that is exactly what happened to them. Their country was taken over. They were all con- like, you know, there was mass conversions and things like that, like into, you know, Christianity or whatever, you know, the predominant, you know, Catholic Christian religion was. And it, th- that's exactly what they experienced. Mm. Like, it's not what white immigrants have experienced. It's what white immigrants have done to mm. First Nations. It's a bit people. ironic, isn't it? It is. So but ironic. I guess that's the thing. That's the point, though. The ref- That's the deepest fear even though I don't think it's really about that, actually. I really don't think it's about that. I don't know. I just think it's about... What do I think it's really about? I don't know. I guess trying to get into the head of somebody who, with those attitudes is probably fruitless. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a loss of trust, here. loss of respect, loss of... And it puts other officers, other decent... Hmm. Police in and to be they need to they need more they need more representation. But like I bet it implies that that news story that there was minority people making those comments as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's terrible views. I mean, minorities obviously can be racist, hmm. but it can it can also be a situation where they felt like they had no other choice. Or to you join know, in, yeah. If you, I get that, but you have a choice. Yeah, you have a choice to be complicit. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I've had. I remember when I was younger, there was a, there's a lot of racism because there's a lot of immigrants from um, Pakistan and India where I grew up. So to hear other people say things mm. in my presence. Well, at first I feel really uncomfortable because I wasn't, I didn't agree and I didn't want to be party to whatever they were saying. So I certainly wouldn't join in, but I might not have said anything. I might have just sat with that feeling uncomfortable. And even not, not doing anything is a choice as well. And of course I wish I had, but I didn't have that kind of, I didn't have the skills then when I was that age. To say that's not okay. What do you mean by that? And how is that funny? Yes. And things like that. And you sound really stupid. Often they sound stupid to me anyway, when people mm-hmm. say things like that. Yes. Uh, and I think the the best, like, I've found, if, if you ask for clarification repeatedly, it's like, what does that mean? It makes them feel even more, like, silly and ridiculous. You're like, I don't understand what that means. But no. You... But there's a, there was something I read and I was just like, this is a theme, thing that's come up. There was like a comment by one of the officers that oh, we have to be embarrassed to be white or something. Like they've been made to feel guilty or whatever for the atrocities and things. Yeah. And I was just thinking about that. Why would you choose to feel that way as opposed, you could feel that way. You could feel, oh, take it on personally mm. I'm white so I'm um and I'm being blamed but why would you you didn't do those things yeah, um exactly. you can acknowledge that they were done yes and you can you can take um actions to 
show that you would, you know, you're more inclusive and diversive and you wouldn't have those attitudes and you to, to resolve the harm to be an ally you can you can take that approach i don't understand the whole i I don't know where that bit comes from the whole um they must feel embarrassed if the thing they're making to be felt embarrassed then they must have that feeling yeah i did yeah i've never actually asked anyone if they felt that way or no one has ever i mean yeah and it feels a little odd to me it's all it's yeah it's hard for for me to understand that just we can't not talk about what's happened in the past because it makes you feel uncomfortable you know and nobody like I'm pretty sure everybody every person of color is not actually saying it to you personally and saying you're responsible and you're you know it was your ancestors that or something it's that's not what we're trying to do we're actually just saying please don't repeat the behavior that's happened in the past and we can't not repeat or it. condone it and yeah, please acknowledge exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Like it didn't, we can't just, you know, bury our heads in the sand and go, oh, yeah, no, no, no. It was all fine. It was yeah. all rosy. Everything's yeah. fine. Or you can't even go, oh, that was then and this is now because now we have problems because of that. Now we have problems that need addressing and issues that need addressing. Mm. Yeah, it's really, and then so this, the, that's, so what the things they were saying were really over, there's no, there's no, no there's no subtlety or questioning. Was that racist? That's that's out and out. Yes, absolutely. You don't get any more racist. Even inciting, like to me, that's like it can be inciting hatred. Well, yeah, I think wouldn't that fit the definitions of hate speech? I would say so. so. It's just. And then, the, and then, and really, kind of respect to the officer that raised it because that would not have been easy, you know, talking no. about what you do in those situations. Yeah. Um, because no, he, that part, but he he has um, Marshall has suffered from post traumatic stress and, and said that he's put on about twenty five kilos from all of that workplace issues um, since he's made formal complaints. So it has taken a toll. I will have done because, like, imagine what kind of reprisals he may have faced. Yeah, absolutely. For that, so it's a brave thing to do. Very brave, very brave. Yeah, to be named like that. Yes, and yeah, to actually say you can use my name. Mm. Yeah, I don't know many people who'd be up for that, including myself. So yeah, including myself, because I can imagine there's going to be people that think similar to those offices that will be uh exactly yeah making their feelings known so yeah i'm sure there's a subset of people who may not necessarily police officers that may not obviously agree with the the racist comments that were said but disagree with the fact that you snitch on your own you know yeah they'll be that yeah so the they have an issue not so much with the racism and and probably they find that offensive but the fact that he actually spoke out we have to how's anything going to change yeah absolutely like to be fair he didn't he he started with because we have this um saying you know about it's about setting boundaries and a really good example in nature is with horses 
So with horses, you the I did this exercise like horse, horse coaching. It's about standing in your power, showing your boundaries, setting boundaries. You know, mm. if you want to get the horse to move. So the first thing you do is you do this. You get the horse to move. Okay. Just in the air. Just flick, oh, right, you know, right. yeah, flick your fingers in the air. Doesn't move. You're the horse at this point. Yeah, you you're going up to the horse and you're going, mm. does it move? Okay. All right, it's not moved. That didn't work. Okay. So then the next thing you do is you get really closer because you're doing this from kind of semi-distance, a few feet away. Mm. And then you get closer and you just gently touch, you know, mm. let's just say that doesn't work. Okay. Mm. And then the next thing you do is you push. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So it doesn't work. And the next thing you do is you like literally shove the horse out of the way. Bone, you call it bone. So it's like air and it's fair skin, bone. That's kind of the description of setting boundaries. So this guy's did make complaints, mm. go for the right channels. Yes. Did all that. And now we're at bone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, what do you do to change that? That's, you know, what other option did, did he have? And I mean, his other option was to do nothing. Yes, exactly. Which I'm sure people have done before him. So I mean, I'm sure people have done before him. Yeah. Mm. It's terrible, terrible. But I don't, when I first heard it, I was very, very disturbed. Disturbed. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the emotions I felt. Really disturbed, shocked, even mm. fearful. Mm. It's like, what? Yeah. Is the world getting worse? Yeah. That's kind of a, you know, are we going backwards to those attitudes more widely ex expressed and acceptable? That's what I find quite scary. Absolutely. Mm. On a side note, when I did used to get horse riding lessons, I remember my teacher telling me I have no authority when it comes to horses. Well, that probably extends into your personal life as well. And <laughs> that's still the case. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's just to, to respectfully express your power and your boundaries. You all need, we all need them. Yes. Anyway, I found that entertaining. I'm sure my horse did too. So. Right. So, yeah, that was the Guardian, right? So, yes. to like, we did find another story, which we really wanted to, to follow up with, because it really does go to, go to that point is that, you know, can't tar everyone with the same brush. Yeah. So, this is ABC News. Hmm. And it's called Beautiful Inspirational Moment, captured as police dance at a community event. So it's a video of police officers dancing at an African sporting event in Adelaide is being praised by community members as beautiful and inspirational. The footage shows two South Australian police officers, including senior community constable George Fomber, joining in much to the delight of the crowd, at South Australian Africans Nations Cup, AFCON. Oh, it's a soccer carnival. That's yes. what it is. Okay, right, got it. Accompanied by a thumping bass, a driving rhythm and some loud singing, the officers chimed and were cheered on by the gathering of people. 
This is so beautiful, inspirational, and we can learn a lot about everything in this video. African Communities Council South Australia, who shared the video, posted on Facebook. This is what AFCON is all about. Constable Fomba, who moved to Australia from Liberia in 2004, and joined SAPOL as a liaison officer in 2016. So the dancing was in no way premeditated, but something it was lured into. It was just fun for myself, and more importantly, fun to put smiles on the faces of the African community, the young people who were there, and anyone else who was watching it on social media, he said. I'm a community constable. It's a community constable. And one of the ways that we engage and bridge the gap in the African community is show a police presence and get involved in what is happening. The video prompted expressions of praise on social media with one person commenting that it was so good to see community spirit is alive and well. Great work officers and another start stating simply that you guys rock. The South Australia, Australia police officers have got some moves. Well done, another said. Community engagement has been a big focus for SAPOL. I don't know what SAPOL is. But anyway, Constable Fomba said many members of the African community and also had also come to Australia from countries with histories of community antagonism with police creating adverse perceptions in Australian settings. We have to change that around. And in order to change that around, we have to come into this role to change the understanding, to create that link and also serve as role models so that young people can desire to be role models in our state. He said, mm. Constable Fomba praised his dancing partner for his quick moves and said the whole spontaneous episode was a small gesture that could carry great weight. Bridging that gap between SAPOL and the African community is rewarding and I'm happy, he said. I wouldn't have desired to do any job than this. So what does SAPOL mean? It's South Australian Police. Oh. Yeah. Okay, South Australian That's Police. South Australia. Yeah, South Australian Police. And uh, I watched the video, it's so funny. It's almost yes, like a dance-off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, really it's so funny. It's like a dance-off with him and his colleague, who's a white yes. police officer. He's a white he, police officer. His name is obviously, oh, it says from Liberia. So he's obviously African descent, but his colleague isn't, um, mm. unless he's South, a white South African or something. But um, they're having a little dance-off in the circle. Mm. It's quite fun to watch. Really good. Um and it just highlights that it doesn't actually take that much, right, to be involved and to feel, yeah, well, to make people. Yeah, I mean, there's two points there. It's about we want we want the police force to represent the community that they protect, yeah. right? Well, really, we want every yeah. every leadership and power power group to represent the community. Really, ideally. If you're going to be idealistic about it, it's not what we have. But the, you know, ground on the ground, serve and protect the community. Everyone who's lives here, then you want that representation to be in the police. So yeah, I think, it, but it's going to put people off. Minorities won't want to join the police, mm. so they have that problem because they're here stories like what we just talked about that it's racist and even if they did they probably think wouldn't try maybe thinking that they wouldn't even get in hmm. so i think it's yeah it's really important and then and then and then like we, there is minorities that are racist as well it's just 
beggar's belief but nice to hear stories about the other yes. side yes the good mm. the good place and yeah yeah and the community so yeah i've been part of the community mm. such a beautiful story i thought mm. absolutely have you ever been it reminds me i was just thinking oh my dad would love the story he, you know because he does all these he's part of a nigerian friendship society and all these uh, african events community events he was really bigly heavily involved in all that so I went to a couple of things but not many because it's like it was just a drag to, my dad to drag me to these things i wanted to hang out with my friends and do my own thing but yeah i just love that community um always positive always cheerful always happy always inclusive just yeah. celebrating the culture yeah. Uh, yeah i don't i don't know if there's anything here i should go if there is but this was about soccer i'm not that fussed about soccer well i did get invited i did get offered some free tickets today to go and oh. see uh, everton and celtic basically two football teams an Irish and English football team like playing here and I would have gone had I not had other plans but um just for the experience because it's fun but I really otherwise I'm really not don't care enough about soccer personally but yeah that in a carnival so I guess what would your be your takeaways be about those stories, Mina? Well, that I guess it's not all police, so I should be uh, I should be grateful for that. I guess. Mm. Mm. Oh, is that it? <laughs> well, all right. Mine are there is race, there is overt racism, misogynist, misogynism yeah. in these cult in a culture that thinks they can just have those views and express them freely and casually there's a problem needs fixing and the problem is that that exists the problem is there are people power and the problem is they could do a lot of damage to the community and then also they prevent they put the police in a bad light the mm. shadow over the police and also they anyone off who might want to join the police who might have those ambitions that's another point and yeah and it, i mean and it, the community lose respect and they lose a sense of safety and trust and if you lose those things and it's hard to earn back yeah and <gasps> oh you know and on that theme we'll, we'll move on to and um, what would you do Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is like a, a, um, in a workplace scenario. A lot of these are workplace, so maybe change it up and make them public scenarios. Mm. It could be. So let's just, all right, this, I'm going to change this. It's not going to be workplace. This is like you're out um, with mm. friends and one of your friends um, bumps into a friend they know, somebody that you don't know. Okay. 
So you're out with your friends and they bump into, she sees a friend, she goes, hi. And so it comes, comes over and she chats and this friend is black, black, a black woman. And she's talking to her friend, he's a black woman, blah, 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 blah. You're all, you're all stood there, you and your friends. And then she leaves and says goodbye. And then one of your other friends with you says, wow, I'm really surprised how articulate she sounded. Referring to the black woman. Yes, absolutely. She was really, she says she was really articulate. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So whether that's a workplace comment, friends comment out, whatever, what would you do? I, I think I genuinely, because it can be confusing, okay, if we're not taking the, the worst interpretation of what she meant, it would be okay. like, what do you mean by that? Like, would, So you'd be you confused? Mean, yeah, I think I would probably be confused. Right. Um, like, especially in my group of friends, obviously, that because there's a lot of people of colour, it would just, it would seem very unusual to say something along that line. Mm. Um, and I'd be like do you mean just in her English and if they said yes oh she speaks English so well you'd be like well I'm pretty sure she speaks several languages very well <laughs> you know and that's what I think people forget about people of color you know or to be honest Europeans as well who come in they speak you know several languages so it's and if you've ever tried speaking another language and obviously I've tried Hindi and it's such a difficult thing to do like I can't even read and write it just speaking it you know is difficult enough trying to articulate myself mm. so when you really think about you know people who have the skills to speak three or four languages and actually read and write in more than one language you're just like really you're surprised that she's really that articulate it's like that sounds like crazy talk to me mm. so um, yeah, I, th I think when you point that fact out, people kind of get it. Like people, I mean, when they say, oh, she speaks English well, it seems like, oh, such a big deal. It's mm. like, no, if she speaks English and spe she speaks French and German and, you know, like, <laughs> what yeah. else? Then I, don't, I don't know. I just, yeah, again, it's a context-dependent thing. I do hear, like, I work with a lot of international you know, companies and colleagues and whatever. I'm always impressed with their English, even if it's not perfect English. They they may be in some circumstances more conscious of that, and they might apologise for saying this or not knowing this or speaking more slowly because they may have to think about it, especially in the business context when you use more corporate speak or whatever. It's not everyday casual conversation. And um, I just feel that I'm just impressed. And I always compliment them by saying, I think it's a compliment, that, well, your English is better than my Chinese, better than my Japanese, better than my Korean, because I don't speak any of those languages. Yeah, so I think I'm just always impressed in all people with other languages, mm. always impressed. But then I guess... In the context that I'm reading this one, it's uh, an Australian, like, so it's an Australian, but you wouldn't know that in the context I just described. But it's somebody who is, and even if, I mean, maybe they were an immigrant when they were 10, 20, whatever. But then to say, oh, 
I guess it could be also if it's a positive thing it could be good like like you said most people and me included are impressed by people who speak multiple languages mm-hmm. and so if you're saying oh she's really articulate and I'm you know because she speaks you know and she's speaks it really well then absolutely yeah but... I guess I guess in the context I'm talking about is in work where I'm talking to someone who is living in another country yes. like I'm talking about a colleague who's in China lives in yes. China and is communicating to me in English or lives in Korea or Japan or whatever they're talking about someone who is from that same country as them yes. or lives there lived there at least most of the life or a large part of the life but I'll just I just said I'll just talk about the other side of it so the other side of it is it might seem like a compliment but it perpetuates a stereotype that black people in this context or this situation aren't articulate or educated so there must be a stereotype that you're not educated or articulate right so I guess yeah it depends on the context so that's why it sometimes sounds like a compliment but it isn't Mm. yes Mm. and I I mean I'm only getting this myself um well, that was like that joke that, you know, what is it the Danish princess, the little one, N- nothing against her, but how it like was in a big article, how she speaks like multiple languages and like it was a big deal, but it's cute when it's a little, you know, white princess, but like most immigrant children speak multiple languages, but it's not, it's not a thing. Nobody says, oh my God, that's amazing. You know? Like, yeah. It was, yeah. So I guess yeah. the double you know yeah it's impressive if it's but it isn't well this is like again so many ways to look at it it's impressive because so few few non-migrants have that ability fewer so it's like almost a surprise because yeah but I think it's an exclusive like a, a Australian thing or maybe a US thing or something because most of the other countries speak multiple languages, even in Europe, you know, maybe, you know. Yeah, but not in England. Like, yeah, maybe not in England. But, you know, if, you, if you're Swedish or you're, you know, Dutch or whatever, we, we ourselves know our friends are that way and they speak multiple languages, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's actually more of a... <laughs> I think they're probably, it would be interesting to know the stats, but probably is more common if you can speak multiple languages. So Yeah, so it's not really, it's just as stupid yeah. people that can't speak, or just me speak for myself. I did learn Spanish, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did learn French and, and Chinese, but I don't remember much about it at all. And now that I think about it, now as I'm older, I appreciate, you know, that I should have put more effort into learning mm, my language. languages. I mean, I perfectly fine, you know, mm. my, my, what would be my native, you know, um, if I wasn't in Australia. But um, I didn't, when I was a kid, I didn't appreciate it. And I didn't, you know, it came back to that whole, I wanted to be very Australian. Yeah, thing. I know what you mean. My dad tried to teach me some Nigerian language. Oh. But the thing is... Like he, he didn't try and teach me till I was like what thirteen. It's a bit late, and and it was because I was going to Nigeria to visit 
family. Mm. So it was teaching yeah. me some words and that was fine. I learned some words like hello, thank you, and that mm. kind of stuff. I guess it's me in my head and more practical. For me, I would want to learn a language that's more useful as in I'm going to use it more. Like, And that's why in our school, Spanish is one of the biggest languages in the world. Next, really, you know, Mandarin and Cantonese would be because they've got the biggest population, but it's not as spread as a spoken language, say. Um, but Spanish is huge. But it, but because I guess French, I don't know why France is a neighbour. Most schools did French because French, French, France neighbour. But Spanish was offered in my school as exclusively do it. You didn't get a choice even. You either the the year was split in two, and half of you did Spanish, half of you did French, and you didn't get to choose. Oh. So I did Spanish. Um, but I would have liked. I think the useful languages because we live in it where we live is is uh, Mandarin. Cantonese, yeah, that's the best language here. But if I if, forget about the practicality of language and what's the best to learn, I would love to learn Italian. I love that language. It's my favorite language. It is beautifully spoken. It's so say. expressive. <laughs> I love the language, like rhythmic, expressive, like, mm. I love it. <laughs> I just love Italian. So that would be I, the I only language. Korean. You'd love Korean. Korean. Well, because the amount of Korean drama I watch, it would just make it easier. I have started to pick up, like, certain phrases and things. And now that I'm watching, like, you know, world is turning to Korea, basically, mm. um, for all of its entertainment needs, you know, I have Korean friends that I've just not utilised all these years. <laughs> I'm just like, you could learn Korean. I know. I could totally learn Korean. Mm. I'm starting <laughs> so, yeah you should you should oh but yeah that's the other side of that compliment mm. the suggestion yeah. that they shouldn't be articulate or educated mm. I mean yeah Pete I know in England you hear that a lot if anybody who's not born in England speaks English to them that would be a compliment that people would say oh your English is really good that would totally be a compliment but when you think about it, a lot of countries are schooled in English because it's a big language in the world. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's that's part of it. But in the other context I'm looking at is specifically a black woman who's Amer African-American living and going for a job interview and then hearing somebody saying, oh, I'm surprised how articulate she sounded because there must be a stereotype that black people African-Americans aren't articulate or educated. So I think that's what that one's about. But it's worth thinking about as well when you think about that as a compliment. <sighs> Interesting, isn't it? And one thing I didn't mention is we're talking about a microaggression. So microaggression is really an attitude expressed as a behavior that promotes a stereotype that may or may not be true. So that's what a microaggression is. They call it microaggression because it's not overtly racist. Yes. Yeah. It's like small and it might even seem harmless. It's a compliment. So that's why it's a microaggression. And that's something you focus on when you're talking about diversity and inclusion in a work, in a work environment. Things that you may not consider offensive, things you may not consider insulting. 
things you may consider a compliment. Yeah. Can be a microaggression. Mm. Comments like that. Oh, interesting. Well, would you, what advice would you give someone who's just says, well, what, what are you supposed to do when you hear racist comments or like, honestly, what would you do? Uh, yeah, asking why I think is important. What do you mean? Why did you say mm. that? But what if it's like overt racism? Yeah, then it's just like, well, that's you're being racist, and mm. I believe that's racist, and you need to stop. Mm. Would you say that? No, I, I, I would say that that's racist. Mm. It would be difficult. I mean, I can't imagine this being at work, but if it was, I, mm. I would. Yeah, like that's racist and I don't want to hear it basically I guess it's Um, all context dependent right where you are who said it what the situation is yeah and whether Um, it's an environment go on I have tried with family oh yeah well that's another one in your family because your family family is just like how do you address things that people say things like that yeah yeah because you have to be especially because they tend to be older than you right and so you have to be respectful, mm. um, but saying it in a way that it just, they're just like, well, no, that's, that's ridiculous. And so, and they can dismiss you because you're younger, basically. Yeah, but that's and, like an ageism thing, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, so. yeah. Um, yes, family. Absolutely. I've had family say things that made me very, very uncomfortable and I've not said anything. I'll be honest, because my my only I remember one in particular because I was shocked mm. actually I was just like speechless and hurt oh really so experience a strong emotion yeah I was very hurt by it so I didn't say anything that I should have what, done what was it I'm curious now you are curious aren't you it was a joke and I was the butt of the joke, and it was about not being able to see me in the dark. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that was from a family member, a white family member, because, you know, I have the privilege of both. I have the, yeah. I have the complexity to navigate the two. But, um, yeah. yeah, really hurt and offended by that. Yeah. Um, so much that I didn't, know, I didn't even know what to say. I just yeah. couldn't fathom i wish i had said something now maybe later though not in the moment in the moment i was too caught up in this yes these feelings i think it's difficult when it's you you know like when they're talking about you because the few times i've done it it's when they're talking about other people mm. you know and other people I, so i you know you don't feel personally attacked therefore you you can formulate a response yeah, you know, yeah. It's easier when you're not you know so yeah yeah exactly well yeah they well yeah when you it's a bit it's not as easy when it's personally directed at you but this family member I know they didn't mean anything by it they thought they were being funny they just thought it was a funny joke I know that because I know them well enough but I was just surprised and shocked that they didn't realize how offensive that is yeah Mm. yeah yeah. Anyway, I think we need to wrap it up. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, but just one thing before we go. Um, last we had this amazing chat last week with our friend Steph, didn't we? Yes, we did. It was a lot. It was awesome, and I had to issue an apology because I realised one side read um the interview that we did that I'd when we were talking about them afterwards that I started referring to them in um she and her. So I I added an apology. So I do apologize. It was reflexive, and we talked about reflective, doing that reflectively. So it just highlights the need to practice. Yes, highlights the need to practice, and I've decided to practice with my written communication by making it gender neutral. As in, if I'm talking about someone, I don't say he, him. I'll just say they, them, because nobody notices. Nobody will notice that. Even yeah. if they identify as he, him, she, her, generally people don't notice that when you refer yeah. to other people, they, they did this, they did that. Nobody notices. So it's an easy way to practice. That's just mm. my yeah. take on it. How to practice saying it. Cool. You say them more often. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, there we go. That's all. I've got to go now. Enjoy the rest mm -hmm. of your day. Have a lovely rest of your week, peeps. Happy hump day. See ya. See ya. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have as much fun with us today as we did. If what you heard resonated with you, don't forget to show the love and like our YouTube channel, All One with Tracy G. Give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform is lucky enough to have this episode because they rock too. Feel free to email us stories or questions at alloneinclusive at gmail.com and sign up for my newsletter if updating yourself about everything which goes down sounds like something right up your alley at tracygandu.com. Until the next time, see ya!